after catching up with each other, both of us will be laden with Hashem this week, Parshas Pinchas. Now, at the end of last week's Parsha, we spoke about Pinchas standing up in the Kadashem Shemayim of the tremendous Kul Hashem that was made by Zimri ben Tzolo when he brought Kazi ben Tzor in front of the whole Bayisrael. And in Pinchas, there was a Magepa that was spreading, there was a plague that came out and was killing people. And Pinchas, through the Kadashem Shemayim, stood up and killed them in front of everybody and calmed down the Magepa. Afterwards, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was instructed to count Kali Israel again. To count the whole Kali Israel. And why would we count the Kali Israel again? So Rashi explains a few reasons. One of the reasons that he brings is when they went out of Mitzrayim and they were given over to Moshe to be their Raya, to be their shepherd, they were given over to Moshe Rabbeinu with accounting to let him know how many people were being, being given over to him. Achshav Shakar Blamos, now that before he's about to be Nifter, will Achshav Tzoyinah to give back his flock, so we go back and we count again. Right, that's the reason why we counted now, before Moshe Rabbeinu's After we do this counting, so there's an interesting uh, story that happens with the best Tzavcha. Who is Tzavchad? Tzavchad was a, was a descendant of Menashe. came from the time of Menashe, the son of Yosef Atzadik. And the Gemara tells us, there's a difference of opinion, why exactly he was Nifter. He, he, he was Nifter because of the Chet that was done, because of the burial that was done. And it's a Machleik of the Gemara, if the Chet that was done, if he was the Mekayshish Eitzim, or somebody went out on, on Shabbos, and was chopping wood, and as a result of that, with Chayavisa, that was the chet that was done. Or if the chet that was done by the Mazmatilim, and after <coughs> the chet of the Miraglim, and when they were told that they're not allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael, and when they, when they spread the Metsi Sheva about Eretz Yisrael, so there were those that said, oh, we're going to go anyways, we're going to stand up, we're going to go anyways, let's go, let's go now, don't worry, we feel bad about what happened, let's go. And Meshavayim warned them and told them, it's not going to go because you don't have the shkini with you right now. You don't have you don't have a shem watching over you right now. And uh, there were a number of people that went there and they got killed. And therefore, that uh, there was an opinion that he was of the mafila. So they so when he died, he died young. He didn't he wasn't left with any type of uh, you know uh, future. And he had four daughters. He had Machla Naya five daughters. Machla Naya v'Chagla Milka v'Sirza. Five daughters that were left. They came in front of Meishrabenu, and they said, "They sent to Meishrabenu, Avinu meis b'midbar. Our father died in the midbar. Who and how you besecha Abraham or Adam of Hashem? He wasn't part of those that went out against Hashem. He wasn't part of the um, the people involved with Karach went into the ground. He wasn't involved with the Mislein of the Merkash. He says, right? He it was his own chet. He didn't affect any. He didn't wasn't machti anybody else. He didn't cause anybody else to do any averus. Right? It was own own chet that he was killed for. And as a result of that, we feel that it's only right that he should have a a chelik in Eretz Yisrael as well, a Yerushalayim Eretz Yisrael as well. 
Why should our father's name be, you know, any worse or you know, be held back? Why should he have the Tashbachta from our family? Came like Ben, he has no son. Let us daughters have an inheritance instead of him. Right? Now she tells us that why did why did the Pasuk make a point of mentioning that he was Ben Menash came all the way from Khefa, Megillah, the Mach of Nasha, the Mishpas Menasha Ben Yasef, from the family of Menasha, the son of Yasef. She asks, it's obvious if he was if he came from the family of Menasha, then he came from Yasef, we know that Menasha was the son of Yasef. Why do you have to tell us that? Rashi tells us, to tell you, Yosef chived es ha'aretz. Yosef loved Eretz Yisrael. Shenever v'alisem es atzmosay, he made sure to make sure that they would bring his 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 gold, his guf to Eretz Yisrael, and they, when they left Mitzrayim, with Yosef chavav es ha'aretz, and his descendants, his daughter, his daughter, which were his descendants that came out from, they also loved Eretz Yisrael. We should also have a inheritance, a Yerusha in Eretz Yisrael. Right? So the, the, the love for Eretz Yisrael was something that, that went over from, from, from Yosef to all his descendants. So here there was an Indian of Abbas Eretz Yisrael that wanted to have a Chuz in Eretz Yisrael. And it's interesting, there's a, from this, from Moshe brings a case of Antrabachu, respects it. And they're given a chalik in Eretz Yisrael. And from here, we have a chalik in Balbasar, an eighth rifle of Balbasar, which is called Yesh Neichon, which talks about inherit- uh, uh, the laws of inheritance, a person inherits. And there, the Torah learns a lot of the halachas that we, that we, how the order of preference of who things go to first are learned out from these psukim over here. So this is a very, Important part of of, uh, of uh, the Torah with the halachas of Yerusha. Now here we see that there was a, a very big importance that they had for Chavimus Eretz Yisrael. Many people ask the question that who says who says that the reason why they wanted this because they had a Chavimus Eretz Yisrael maybe it was a monetary interest that they had. They wanted land. They wanted to be able to have. Um, the chasim, so that they should be able to have some type of stability. Who says that it had anything to do with Chavim Eretz Yisrael? So, my, my Rebbe Velvachrigol asked this question, and he answers an answer on his own, to answer, that we know that the Gemara of the Testament of tells us that the daughters of Slavkad were Chachmani Yisrael, Rashani Yisrael, and Tzidkani Yisrael. They were they were very smart, very, 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 uh, they had the Chachmas, uh, you know, Chachmas, I don't know, to understand the way of the world. And they were Darshanias, they were able to Darshan, the, understand the Jush of the Tzukim and the Taira, and the Gemara proves that. And the third thing is that they were Tzikanias, or the way that the Gemara proves that they were Tzikanias is because they, they didn't, they married late, waiting to make sure that they would have only, have people that they were, they were, they were fit to be married to. They weren't going to settle on something that they felt was not going to be good for their future, and therefore we, we call them tzikanis. Rabbi said, tzaddikim don't make a big issue about money. It can't be that if they were being called tzikanis, that the issue would have been a petty issue as far as money. It must have been the chavibas for Eretz Yisrael. But there's another answer that he, that he says, which I saw also go down, Meshendus Hasemis, 
that the answer was Befalo. Just like we mentioned before that there was a machlaikis about what was the chet of Tzlovka. Was the chet that he was the Kaishish Eitzim of chopping the wood or the Kfilim when he ran out after the chet of Maragrim. Now those two things happened decades before. We're dealing now right before the going into Eretz Yisrael, 40 years after they went out of Mitzrayim. And these things happened the second year that they went out of Mitzrayim, right? And Tzlovka definitely had things that he got from the, the uh, Balo, the Shalom, I'm sorry, the, the Shalom from the, the booty from Mitzrayim and the going out of Mitzrayim that they took out, all the wealth they took out of Mitzrayim, and all that money was something that was, uh, that was, that was, that was at risk right now. And the Bnei Slavka never made an issue about it. He never came in front of Moshe to say, listen, our father died because of this debt over here, right? What's going to be with all the stuff that he has right now? Only, only, only decades later, about 40 years later, when they're right before going to Eretzishah, that's when they wake up now to start talking about their father's Yerusha. That shows that it must only be because of their Chavidus for Eretzishah. And that was something that they yarshim from Yosef Hatzad. And, and therefore, that's why there was Eichah to be able to get their Chalik in Yerusha. But there's something that happened after this. That, that's, that, that's related to this story, we have to try to figure out exactly what, what happened. After the whole story with the nice platform, they were honored with their request. So then, Hamash Rabbein was told that it's time for him now to prepare for his, for his tira. Right? Go up onto this mountain. To take a look from the top of the mountain to see. What was what the land that I'm meant to Shem planning to give to Israel, but you're not going to have this list to be going into. And he tells him how he's going to be nifter over here. And the reason was because of the of what happened uh, in the Pasha's podcast that we spoke about, where he hit by the Chet of the Memorival, where he hit the stone instead of talking to the stone. And therefore, he didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. After that, so Moshe Rabbeinu said the following, Moshe spoke to, him, to Hashem saying, and Rashi says, why did the Torah come to, to discuss this? But he has shifted on tzaddikim to tell you the praise of tzaddikim. When they redeem the world, they don't take their own personal needs into into uh, you know into consideration. They just think about the tzarech atzibur. So Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned over here as far as setting up Klal Yisrael. But the Moshe Rabbeinu said, Yifkan Hashem alakei aluchais l'chobasar ish al ba'ed Hashem should appoint a a person on Klai Yisrael to be to be able to take care of this of Klai Yisrael to be their to be their shepherd. Asheyetzel l'fneim vayshayavu l'fneim that he'll go out in front of them and and he'll come in front of them. Asheyetziyam vayshayaviyam will take them out and bring them in. Vayshia adas Hashem katzayin asheim lehem loya and that Klai Yisrael should not be like a, a sheep that without a shepherd. So if we're asking Hakadosh Baruch Hu, please, get, you know, let, let's let's try to organize it. I'm going to be I'm going to be nifter right now. Somebody has to take over to, to the flock of, of Hashem. That's not a problem. Take Yeshua ben Nun, and you know you'll appoint him to be the one that's going to be able to take over. So can go on. And you'll command them in front of them. 
Agreed to give an inheritance to the daughters of Tzlavchad, which we talked about before. Amar, so then Amashu Benu said to himself, So I have to ask for something that I need here. That my children should take over my position. That's not what I have in mind. Yeshua, who never moved away from your oil and always with your Talmud consistently, he's the one that's going to take over for you. It's not going to be what you have in mind, Moshe, it's going to be what I have in mind, that's going to be your Yeshua. So, first of all, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's connection to the Pnei Slavchad? Oh, he saw that the Pnei Slavchad were exactly to get an inheritance in Israel. So, he saw now, now it's my time to put in my, 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 my request that my son should take over to be the leader. That's number one. What's the connection? Secondly, it's Rashi's contradicting himself. Before Rashi said, to to be taking an interest to give over the the the, the leadership of Israel to his children. What's the job? What's the job? So <clears throat> My Rebbe, uh, <coughs> he wanted to say that Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, never considered that he should give the possession to his children because he knew there were people which were, were greater than him, for example, Yeshua, who was his Talmud. But when he saw that by right, Yerusha, inheritance normally went over from father to son, father to son, father to son. And here we saw, in order to keep things in the mishpacha, keep things in the family, right? There was a claim by the blessed Tzlavchad that they felt, well, if there's no father that's here, right? If there's no if there's no brother that's here, then you should give it to the daughter. And they were honored with that. That's showing us that there's importance for them to be able to keep the <coughs> the Yerusha inside the family. So once Moshe Rabbeinu saw that there was such an importance, such a, and that they were granted that importance and, and granted that request, they said, oh, maybe there is an Indian here now. Even though Yeshua might be stronger, but there's an Indian now to keep this something in, in the Mishpacha, to keep this something inside the family. So therefore he made his request, and he asked now, after seeing what happened to the nice left God, so Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't taking his interests involved at all. He was taking, he was doing it all the same Shemayim. This is something that's important to him. Yerusha gave him something in the Mishmacha. So therefore, the same Shemayim, he meant to give it over to his sons. But until now, 
he never made a request for it because that would have been something for his own benefit. Here we saw that there's something that has a any of the Shem Shanayim to it. Of Yerusha staying in the Mishpachim, he saw that a Kosh Baruch Hu was Mechavid the Blessed with that. So then he saw now is the time to, that he has to be able to ask this request because that maybe, that's maybe what Kosh Baruch Hu wants. And Kosh Baruch Hu said, no, here, Yeshua is the one that I have in mind. Right? But Maisa, I, I saw the book, the Shem of Shalom Shadron, a different Mahalak of what Moshe Rabbeinu really had in mind, what he wanted. Not necessarily because of what he saw, but in Moshe that they that they were so mad about Yerusha, that's what made him want to be able to do that. But there was something else that caused Moshe Rabbeinu to be able to request now for his sons. We'll have to see why they connect back to the Moshe Slavcha. It explains that when you look at the Pesukim, when Hashem says back to Moshe Rabbeinu, no, I chose Yeshua to be the one instead, the Pesukim go on and on and on by telling us over here that you put him in front of Elazar, and Holtaisel has to see, and then he's going to go in front of Elazar Kayan, and he's going to have to ask for Ulm Tumim in front of Hashem. Okay, to say that that is something which is important to know. But here, Moshe Rabbeinu just wants to know who's going to be the leader for Taisel to take over. The Torah goes in, at length to go and explain that Moshe Rabbeinu was being told that Elazar is going to be the one that's going to be asked about it, to be assured, and Elazar is going to be asked about it. Why does the Torah have to go on? to write about this point right now. So it explains like this. Moshe Rabbeinu was not taking his interest at all into consideration. His kavana, his intention for having his children take him over was 100% Hashem Shemayim. You know, the the uh, Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, I once heard this many years ago, the by his house in the Neret Yisrael, so the Kitzah Shulchanach says in Hokus Kibar Abba'enk, Misha writes of the Chabed is other than Imai Be'emes. Somebody wants to be Mechabed, to honor his father and mother in truth. Yasek B'tayu V'mitzvah, he should be busy with Tayu Mitzvah, so that when I put, and make himself into a Talmud Chacham. And then when he becomes a Talmud Chacham and the people will speak about him and say that this is the child of those parents, that's been Mechabed's parents. So the good Actions and the mitzvahs and the, and the Torah that a person learns and the mitzvahs that he does, that's automatically a way to be Mechabed's parents by them being respected. So it explains the Shalom Shadran. Over here, Moshe Rabbeinu made a cheshman over here, right now that I was given this supposed to go ahead and to be the, the manig of Israel. That's a tremendous cover to my parents. And my parents will be able to have the supposed that their son had the supposed to be the manig of Israel. And he wanted to keep that in the mishpacha now because he wanted to give his parents that honor that not, that not only is, 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 he, is he the one, his, it continues in the family and his children and his grandchildren that are taking over that that uh, that, that, that uh, being the, the leaders of Israel. And therefore he wanted to be mechabit his parents with that mitzvah kibar of And that Hashem answered back to him, I understand your husband, my husband is a good husband. But I need Yeshua to do it. And don't worry, with Yeshua, you're going to be behind your parents also. Because Yeshua is going to have to go and, and follow through with everything with Elazab and Aaron Akayin, who is also the son of Yechevin and Amra. And therefore, and, and leading all the way back to Levi. And therefore, that's, that Kedusha, that covet, that honor that's being to the parents will be accomplished here as well. And that was something also that 
לא ישובי נשואה, אבל לא ישבו אף אחד. אבינו מס במדבר, הפאדוס נפטרים במדבר. למה יגר השם אבינו בבית משפחתו? למה שתסדיין בהל בק עם הפאמילי? הוא יכול להיות חלק מארץ ישראל. זה היה גם עניין של כיבוד אביהם, So when he saw from what the blessed Safka did, that they were after there to fulfill the honor of their father, that's something that, that, that got Moshe Rabbeinu to think, oh, I also have to be able to do that, to be able to do that, in, in, you know, to build that, uh, to be mechabed, you know, my, my, my parents. And that's why he asked for his children to go ahead and to, and to, and to take over. But once the, once the, Kosh Poku told Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, the Yeshua has to be the one, but don't worry. You also have that, that Milo of being with Chavi, your parents. But what do we see from here? We see from here that it's all dependent on pure intentions. And that one is pure intentions that a person has to see The best love, their intentions were pure, not for money matters. They were doing it for the purpose to be able to, to have a Chavi, the Chavi was for Eretz Yisrael. They were doing it for the purpose of being with Chavi, their father, their father should have a Chavi in Eretz Yisrael, a Hemshech in continuation. And a Meish Rebbeinu as well. When he was looking for Christ to have its leader and he was asking for his children, it wasn't just a petty thing to go ahead and just so he should have his faith. It was on either point to one approach that it was to, to show that he saw the chashivas for Yerusha, something being kept in the mishpacha, or the idea was to behind the kibbutz of the aim. When a person chooses and makes his decisions only based with the purest intentions, then that's the signs of someone who will leave the Yisrael That's a person who has siyat and shmayim. Ever Hashem, we should all be able to identify and be able to see the, in each and every one of our lives and to find the purest and, and, and cleanest intentions of Hashem, but that be able to have the siyat and shmayim to bring us to come to bigger and greater places. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. And so,